0: Hafade Guam, I'm Adriana Katero for The Greater Good, and today I'm joined with two co-founders of the Guam Endo Movement. We have Hannah Choi iriarty Choi iriarty Choi iriarty yes, please fix it mess <laughs> up Any names, because I'm still learning. And then Catherine Manlapaz. Manlapaz, yes. Manlapaz, and um, also okay. guest, a meditator, who was here for a recent event, we have Joan Awa. Right, Hi. get the name yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, I got that one right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, claps to me on that one. <laughs> but um, we are talking about Guam Endo Movement and also your raise's recent events. So let's start with what the movement is. Um, I know it's a nonprofit organization, and it's also in its first year.
1: Yes, um, we started in March of this year. Um, how it came about is um, Kat was one of the first friends I made when I first moved to Guam nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And she told me she had this disease, endo-something or other, and I go, oh, okay. I've been kind of
0: practicing it, too. I'm like, I Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know
1: much about it, but uh, when I was an editor, um, I had my reporter do a story on it. And okay. that's when I learned more about the condition and just how... Um, how much it impacts your life, and so basically what it is, in a nutshell, is it attacks your female reproductive system, and it causes um, tissue damage, organ damage, infertility, and chronic pain, and so when I was reading this article that I assigned my reporter to write, I'm learning all these things about my really good friend, and I couldn't Mm -hmm. believe that I had to read this article to find these things out about her. So that's when I started to uh, talk to her more about it. And um, I've always been into PR, journalism, public relations. Mm-hmm. So she asked me if I would be interested in starting this organization with her. And so I said, yeah, let's do it. So that's how we started the <coughs> Guamendo movement.
0: Wow. OK, so you have to tell us a little bit, um, if you don't mind, what it's like having this. Business.
2: OK, well, I've had this for 10 years. So. Um, maybe it's good that I've been having a lot of symptoms recently, so I could emphasize what kind uh-huh. of pain I deal with. But um, when I first found out I had endometriosis, at first I thought I went to the doctor saying I have appendicitis, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry I only came for for after a whole month. It felt like basically a little kid just constantly hitting your stomach, and that's what I thought at first. Yeah, at that was first. the initial pain. So when I, but I just kind of ignored it because it was like light pain then all of a sudden the doctor tells me it's not appendicitis it's in my ovaries and I was like what are you talking about I was only 24 at that time oh, okay. so that's when they found out I had um, assists and surgery was the the route to go and it's kind of like why only now I have to fight I, f- <coughs> I find out mm-hmm. that I have to have surgery within a one month two month time frame how come in the past five years of my life going to these doctor visits, they don't find anything. Turns out, now, the internet says, uh, back then in 2009, there wasn't internet wasn't widely used but mm-hmm. it turns out this condition is heavily misdiagnosed for mm. an, it takes an average of eight nine years to find out you have it there's so, going be a lot of people a right lot of, now well actually one it. in ten women have it that's 200 million women in the world and then i eventually had my first surgery um in 2009 but the kind of pain you'll get it's basically um it's it's basically like um your period um, can't fully come out so it goes to other parts of your body and when it goes yeah. to other parts of your body you get this buildup it feels like you have gas but you don't have gas so you're always crunching and the curling up in your cramp. and then you're putting either a hot cup of water which I did on her birthday last week. <laughs> <laughs> Someone give me a hot water, just a hot water they're <laughs> just know. all looking at me. What's wrong? I'm just dealing with some stuff I got to take out. Um, lately, I've been having a heat pad on. Um, so those are things that you just have to deal with. Or um, sometimes the pain is someone's stabbing you constantly mm-hmm. you're being stabbed to death but you don't die from it <laughs> and then sometimes it feels like someone's hand is inside your organs and it squeezes so uh, i what i like about the internet it has helped us explain how the mm-hmm. how the pain feels for example there's another one there, there's thunder or fire or lightning you just feel something like right in your pelvic area and you're just like what is that it just lasts for a second or two sometimes you'll be driving and all of a sudden something just pops inside you and you're but yep. then
0: at other times it's unbearable
2: and other times unbearable um lately i've done a. now that i'm older i've learned how to manage how mm-hmm. to deal with it i haven't had to um uh, call in sick but back in the day my first uh year knowing i had this condition i caught in sick a lot um hannah told me that she has a co-worker that actually has it and she's always calling in mm-hmm, sick so yeah. it depends on your pain level late it's not the same every year though um i would probably say in the past 10 years i've only had 2009 2015 17 and i guess this past month my body's telling me it's getting intense again because mm-hmm. um I, I try to stay away from pills or mm-hmm. medication, but lately I've been taking a eight hundred grams, milli- eight hundred milligrams of Motrin because it's um, it's only the best way to cope with mm-hmm. with pain. Sometimes your doctors do um, give you something harder um, to to deal with it, but it's really up to the individual what they wanna um, how to take it. To and it's basically what we're trying to do for females who have endometriosis is to try not to get surgery. Constantly. I've had surgery three times. Surgery only occurs because of the buildup of the period, so they call it a chocolate cyst. So, and once it hits, I, 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 I'm okay talking about it. My first surgery, it was uh-huh. five centimeters. This year, it was at seven centimeters this past May, and I thought it was at five. So I kind of held off surgery for a whole year, and then I thought once you had a surgery, no more pain, but um, I'm kind of wrong about that right now. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so the goal is to not get surgery so much. I've had it three times, and Mm -hmm. other women probably have it five, six times a year. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it really depends on what women deal with, and not every woman's um, level of pain is actually the same. A woman can have a cyst at seven centimeters and feel perfectly normal and no pain at all. A woman can have it at one, two centimeters, and they feel like they are stuck on, on bed. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's no cure, right? There's
2: no cure, and there's also not much research of how it can go about. Um, They are seeing that it could be uh, genetics. So Mm -hmm. my mom did have it. Um, They're seeing that it could be an auntie and a niece has it, or sisters have it, but their mother doesn't have it. So there's no exact cause, but they are somehow seeing there might be some relation, but they can't find out that relation yet.
0: So in order to, like you mentioned, dealing with it, you almost have to take on the initiative to have your own personal healing. Yes. And um, I know recently you guys had this event, which um, offered a very proactive approach, which brings us to Joan here. (laughs) Um, And it was guided meditation. Mm. Now, if you could just explain how that helps in um, healing with this.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, So everybody that deals with something like traumatic, whether it's like a... Physical ailment, mental ailment, emotional ailment, whatever it is, you kind of need some sort of like therapy, right? And so with endometriosis, it took me a while to practice actually to pronounce <laughs> that, that word. Um. I was saying endometriosis. <laughs> yeah, endometriosis. I'm trying not to mess it up. <laughs> um. You know, uh, that deals a lot with a woman, especially because Kat got diagnosed at a very young age, that's Mm -hmm. 24 years old. And, you know, for someone to get diagnosed that early, you know, you have that constant fear, like, am am I going to be able to reproduce, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's a big thing for a lot Mm -hmm. of women is their reproduction um, capabilities Mm -hmm. and as a woman of course you want to have your own children right Mm -hmm. especially when you're a certain age like for me example i'm in my 30s i'm like i want a child i want a child but i'm healthy it i don't have any but there are women who are going Mm -hmm. through it and have endometriosis like last I mean, sorry, the recent event, I um, met this woman who approached me, and she was the last one to approach me before I had to leave. She told me, she was like, you know, I just heard about this event um, a few days before I signed up. And she said, "Um, I really wanted to try to see what it could do. And she's like, I actually really enjoyed it. This is my first time experiencing guided meditation. She said, my ovaries have been removed 23 years ago. And because of that, I was not able to have a child with my husband, but her husband stuck through it and sometimes these these diseases that you have or these um unfortunate you know ailments that you have can cause even like a relationship like that to rift apart. Mm -hmm. But she was saying my husband and I stuck through it. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, you know, that made me really emotional. And I was Mm -hmm. like, 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 wow. Yeah. And she was already an older woman. She was in her fifties, I believe. So, Mm -hmm. but going back to the guided meditation part, it brings you to this like state of acceptance. It brings you to a state of gratitude. And that's what we kind of want to exercise as individuals, as human beings is that we have to just be present and in the moment and to just learn to appreciate what we have and what we're going through under any circumstances. Because all of us, you know, some of us are more privileged than others, Mm -hmm. and we have to look at it in a sense like we're put in this place right now where we're at. It's because this is where we're supposed to be. This is what we're supposed to have. This is what we're supposed to go through in order to just live this life that was destined for us mm-hmm. from the moment we were born. So I don't know so if I'm making sense. So Yeah. you <laughs> are like, uh, like so,
0: writer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, definitely. I mean, I know yeah. I'm always, even like talking to my parents and, you know, just growing up people, everyone's dealt right. different cards in life, right? Right. So sometimes we're going to be dealt this card and we're going to be dealt that. And right. And sometimes it'll be a positive, sometimes it'll be a negative. So it is right. something. Right. And, um, mm. I mentioned yeah. that one of my friends actually attended the event, and um, mm-hmm. she doesn't have endometriosis. Is <laughs> mm-hmm. that right, right? <laughs> but she said that she still felt replenished, her energy, and um, so being able to touch people that even right. if they aren't even dealing with anything or just Mm-mm. yeah, life. But they're
3: also the support group of the person that's suffering from the mm-hmm. disease as well or the, you know, the illness, um, because you do need a support group when you're going through something, whether it's like a physical, um, you know, thing, an emotional or mental, whatever it is, uh, you do need a support system because you can never do anything alone. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have to learn to accept also is that when someone is crying out for help, you don't just ignore that you kind of have to, you know, as a human being, like, what can I do on my part to help? You get things better because it's a it's an exchange of energies, you know, oh, from a person right. to person. That, yeah, this is why we're so thankful. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so like, she she reached out to
2: me saying, "Hey, I'm coming to Guam just for three days. Is there anything mm. I can do?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs> and she called me at a time where I'm going through a lot of stuff. Right. I do, so yeah. I was just like, you know what I. This is perfect? I mean, when I need you to for myself, but uh-huh. I'm sure there are other women who mm-hmm. can help out. And I appreciate her taking the time because she's mm-hmm. only here for three days. Mm-hmm. She should be spending time at home and she just got to. I know. Thank you for miss. coming <laughs> on here, too. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm wearing house clothes to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah.
0: So, I, I thank her so much for, like, I giving
2: a part of her time with us when she could actually be with family right now at the moment. So how was
0: it for you participating in the meditation?
2: Well... Um, I've taken um, I'm also a yoga instructor with Montjesana Fitness Studio so but even though I'm a yoga instructor I myself too want to be the student it's a different um, setting versus being the teacher the one giving the guidance so yeah um, of course with us having an event we had to make sure lights and everything was off (laughs) and I was like okay I need to get to my seat because I need to hear what she's gonna do (laughs) and it was beautiful because Mm. usually most of the time I have to go overseas off island to try to catch um, another meditation event or yoga conference. So Mm -hmm. there's nothing like that here then? Not, not the way she,
3: it's, uh, with yoga instructors here too, we're also very limited in terms of like getting certified. So all of us that were certified, we were certified elsewhere. We had to go to another country to get certified and then bring that back with us and offering that to the Island. So like Kat's one, one of the handful of yoga instructors that do own her own studio, but in terms of like what they're offering, you know, um, it is quite limited because, you know, the island is quite small. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if people from, like, you know, somewhere like myself, like I used to be a resident here, I can come, then I would offer that to whoever I know. I'd partner with them and be like, hey, you know, did you want me to offer this because this is not... It doesn't come often. So how
0: do you feel being able to bring the practice back here to your home?
3: Um, you know, when I first was uh, certified, I came... I, I did, like, a few months, like, at some gyms and, like, a studio. Um, but I had to leave right away, so I was also like, oh, no, I don't know who's going to offer this, like, later on. But hopefully the other yoga instructors on the island would be able to, like, offer that as well in the future. If not, they're probably offering it already. So, yeah, hopefully it'll be offered. So,
0: how is your meditation different? I, um, if you could I just explain know. for those that didn't <laughs> medicine, there's a way. How
3: is it different? I feel like I have maybe the same style as like everybody else. Um, I have a very monotone voice. So, mm-hmm. what you don't know if I'm excited all the time. <laughs> it's like, are you excited? Are you sad? Are you angry? It's like, I just have the same. Tone all the time, and I think that's very essential too when you're guiding. Is that you want a voice that's kind of very just calming and relaxing, nothing too, you know, upbeat, nothing too down, it's just relaxing. And um, I think other yoga instructors can also, you know, uh, agree with this, but we do an energy exchange. Um, I don't know if you're like familiar with like Reiki, because when someone performs Reiki on you, you could really feel the heat and the energy. But when we're teaching, even with postures, non meditation wise, like there is that energy exchange, like we're trying to give you good energy. So at the end of your session, you're just going to feel very light and free, you know, so that's what I always try to achieve.
0: I'm so jealous of everyone that got because <laughs> I'm sure they did. Yeah. Know. So, um, for those that, because you also you said that you're a yoga instructor, is there mm-hmm. anything that if people are dealing with day-to-day stresses that they could just do every single day, maybe in the work environment, that you
2: could tell people? Well, I always advise individuals, what is your favorite thing to do in your practice? You only need to spend five minutes a day for it. Um, uh, you don't need to wait a whole entire week to see me for another class or session Mm because if you keep forever waiting for me then you're going to get a buildup of stress levels encountering and when you release it after a week you only release it that one um, time of the week but if you just do five minutes a day ten minutes a day nothing more you're releasing the i I don't want to say negative but the energy not necessary to hold you're already releasing it as you go so that each day of you process driving eating walking you're holding the energy you need to make you feel more alive or lively Mm -hmm. for the day and when you have that positive energy you share that in the way you do your work and Mm -hmm. what you do with others as well
0: when you work
1: with them or talk to them
0: so you participated in the event as well
1: um, I didn't really get to do much of the meditation. Um, I was more behind the scenes, but um, as someone who's not a yoga instructor, mm-hmm. I don't exactly do yoga, never really done meditation. Uh, I wondered the same thing you did, like how is she different? Um, I really enjoyed her tone and the way she got everybody to relax, though think like... The way she worded it and the way she got everybody to breathe
0: i think you know we go. were talking a little briefly about the word flow right before yeah. that you were talking about how she was flowing with different words yeah yes. i'm <laughs> so, like i want it i wish i could have heard it <laughs> it's almost some it's like what you would imagine but even better i guess poetic it, yes yes oh, yeah. well she you is you a writer so. <laughs> <laughs> so you could you saw how it was um you know everyone was coming to
1: peace yes every uh, i saw pretty much everybody relax and i just felt everybody's energy just um improve everybody in the room um except for mine
3: <laughs> <laughs> hannah was working that's why so she yeah she was in work mode <laughs>
0: <laughs> now um, guam endo movement how can others get involved or um, even how or what are you, What other initiatives do you guys have to bring awareness
2: well what we're hoping to aim for is um, we're because the topic is a little bit more um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for intimate or not widely spoken of yet I mean there's this thing called period taboo no one really wants to talk about PMS, <laughs> menstrual, hey how's your pain level going on mm-hmm. there right so um, our goal first is to make everyone feel more confident and not feel that they have to be ashamed of this first mm-hmm. so we are kind of struggling and getting that confidence in others that it's okay to talk about it mm-hmm. and after talk um, once we could get that Um, stature going on with everyone march every year um, globally is Mm -hmm. is endometriosis awareness month Mm -hmm. so every last saturday of the year all these different countries around the world they do they march for endo so we're hoping um to have a march if it's not a march get together always on the last saturday of march so you'll see on on the endometriosis community, on Instagram especially. They're very big in the U.K., London, Australia. Um, The United States is is in different states already. Um, Spain, they all do their signs. It's like a huge march, basically. I mean, keep in mind, this is 1 in 10 women, Uh 200 million women in the world. So 200 million women in the world are pretty much voicing out their opinions on social media yeah so that's this
0: did Guam participate last year we
2: did we had um, that was our first event this year we had our high tea moment we we just (laughs) started that that month and we had some uh, great events of people that came in but the same thing everyone came in still kind of scared to talk about it. it took a while after 10 minutes to be like Oh, you have it too. Okay, yeah. yes, we have it too. So, um, it just, it's just—it's just get, trying to get out of your comfort yeah, zone. It, because mind. keep in mind, most of the women who have endometriosis, they either had a miscarriage, um, or they can't get pregnant. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. met a uh, woman in the clinic, a doctor's clinic, that told me she's been trying to get pregnant for twelve years. So that has—that's difficult, you know, to accept as a woman. Others. Uh, um, just unbearable pain no one no one wants to talk like as if Mm -hmm. they're weak um dealing with this but then um the great thing about social media um that's why i like instagram (laughs) (laughs) don't we all (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ten years ago, ten years ago, internet was very depressing yeah. um, to read. I, I didn't mm-hmm. I, I stayed away from the internet reading about my condition because you know when you read on the internet, it's just like, oh, it is this endometriosis is this, this kind of condition? blah, 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 very it just grows out of tissue. very basic. And then when you do read someone's blog, it's all, depressing mm-hmm. so I never touched the internet until I guess maybe the past four years Instagram came so everyone's a little bit more positive like you can get through this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's what kind of helped
0: build helps with another. Hannah like we should be like them what needs one like this right. too mm-hmm. so, so um, there be so many other people and then you guys are creating that support system Yeah, like that's you right. mentioned that you need the support <laughs> yeah, so really it's starting uh, where WOM is now part of the
2: global um, communications for endometriosis, but it's still going to take some time because getting out of your comfort zone in this topic is not easy for women.
1: And speaking of support, one of the things we are doing is we're selling t-shirts. I saw them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> sold and that's why I'm first, but yeah, please stop. There's a coffee slut and it, can on try the front and show it these. says support the uterus because I don't have endometriosis, but I support her uterus. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, bringing closer. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so they could, they're found at Coffee Slide. Yes. And, um, and how much are they? They're twenty
1: five dollars, and all the money goes toward us trying to improve the quality of healthcare for women and just the um, support system for women on Guam. I love. It. Oh, so what's the um, the hashtag Endo Warrior? So if you go in
2: online, mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, or social media, just type Endo Warrior. You'll see all these women. Um, talking about yeah. um, endometriosis and then promoting it. So they call themselves
0: endo-warriors. It's empowering. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Warrior such a strong word. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I love that. That's great. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> anything else you guys want to add before we close out here? Any other?
2: Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. um, we do want to thank our sponsors for um, giving us a great event for um, um, the guided meditation. And we want to say thank you, Mimi, to The Hive take care and Manila dental clinic for being our head sponsors and heading this and also the other contributors such as um california pizza kitchen ambrose frito lay jamaican grill money pops opaque and then also our production company we have high pr and also manchasana <laughs> fitness studio for helping us out organize this event and fiji
1: water Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think you and of course, you guys for having
2: us on. Here. Of <laughs> you thank you all. For making thank you. Thank thank and you. once again, a big thank you, actually, to Julia. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh no. She I already a, can't
0: wait for you to come sh- back.
3: To <laughs> she, made it, she made it happen. Um, Hannah will make it happen if you guys want me to come back on the island. Yes, like just call her. Yes. Okay, so so can
0: it, just can that
3: request. Yeah.
1: It next
0: year, 2020. No. Do it early next year. Okay, early next year. It'll be a New thing. It's now documented and recorded. So yeah. it has to happen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thank you guys again, and thank you all for tuning in. I'm yeah. Adriana Cotero for the greater good. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs>